UpToDate wants to know what you're talking about with family and friends. You can text UTD to 816-601-4777 to tell us. Again, 816-601-4777. This is Up to Date on KCUR 89.3. Michael Bain was appointed mayor of Lenexa back in 2003 when then-Mayor Joan Bowman stepped down. Since then, he's won five mayoral elections, becoming the city's longest-serving mayor while overseeing the city's rapid growth. City officials now say the city's population has grown by about 50 percent during the mayor's tenure. Lenexa now approaches 60,000 people, and it's the eighth-largest city in the state. Last month, he and announced that he will not seek a sixth term in, in office. Mayor Bame joins us now to discuss the many changes the city has experienced under his leadership and his hopes for its future. And Mayor, welcome back. Congratulations on the big decision here. And uh, it's quite a moment for you, I gather. Uh, it is. Thanks, Steve, for yeah, having me today. You bet. I, I've been considering this literally four years ago when I ran for re-election. I thought that would probably be the final final election for me. We had some change on the council. We had a change in administration at that time, and I just thought four more years would get us beyond some of that change and city center a little bit further down the road in its development. I'm very comfortable where I am now. The folks behind me are ready to go, and staff is solid as ever. You know, before we jump into your time as mayor, I wanted to ask you about your experience uh, living in Lenexa. How different is the city today from the one you grew up in? Probably more amenities, a little more traffic, as you can imagine, with, with, with the growth. But yeah, we've, right. we've used our citizen surveys over the years to help us address the concerns of, of, the, of the residents. Traffic was part of that. The east-west traffic in Lenexa uh, was a concern. North-south, we were in pretty good shape with the roadways network that was there. But Prairie Star Parkway was a result of the folks needing to get from the west side of town to the east side of town to our current commercial amenities. Uh, major project that we undertook and completed out to the western portion of the yeah. community. And so that travel has changed, and our surveys showed that. Oh, how complicated a job is it to be the mayor of a town of 60,000 people these days in a major su- suburban uh, area like, you know, the Kansas City area? My approach has always been that of a chairman of a board versus a president. We have a city managers professionally trained to run the day-to-day operation. So honestly, my job is to cut ribbons and conduct meetings, orchestrate meetings, and represent the city externally. Um, I've held to that principle of being a chairman the, the entire time. and Let the manager do the day-to-day the manager, stuff, and you have the, the visionary stuff, it sounds like. Absolutely. We are the policy board, and let the, let the you know, we certainly set the goals and the guidelines but then let the professional staff do their jobs. But you're underselling yourself a little bit here because, uh, again, vision in a rapidly growing area is a pretty important component of a growing city, isn't it? Absolutely. And and we've done a great job over the years. 1997, we accepted the Vision 2020 document. We've done an excellent job over the years of getting citizen input, whether it's on recreation centers, park amenities, uh, get their input, use those visioning sessions. We're in the process right now of updating our comprehensive plan. If you let the citizens participate and, and give you guidance and that everybody represents the citizens, we direct the staff with policy and, and big goals. It, it makes it so much easier as opposed to reacting to That's the current trends. What drew you to city politics in the first place, Mike? You know, um, I get asked that a lot. And dad was a farmer, did not vote. Mom was a Democrat in Kansas that back then was kind of irrelevant. Yeah, it didn't count. Yeah. So... Um, when I worked, started working at the bank in Lenexa, I 
honestly, business development opportunities to meet people, got involved in the chamber and the historical society, things of that nature, and ultimately got noticed by then Mayor Rich Becker was appointed to the planning commission and naive, you know, 31 year old at that time thinks, okay, now I'm going to see deals. You learn real quick, you have conflict of interest that you cannot really take advantage of that. And I've, I've been very careful over the years to not allow those things to happen. You meet a lot of people, though, so it's been good for my job at the bank. But, again, it's arm's length. And, I knew Rich Becker. He was yeah. he was a force of nature, wasn't he? Absolutely. I mean, Rich was great and a sleepy little town <laughs> suburb out there at the time. And, and, you know, Rich was the biggest cheerleader in the world, and that's what Lynette's needed at the time. Many of our festivals are I like Lynette's the bumper stickers. That all originated of Rich's time. So yeah. bigger than life. Um, got us started. Joan was a visionary. Joan Bowman. Joan Bowman. Yeah. Uh, did a great job taking it from cheering and growing to planned and, and great leadership and big math, math teacher. So by nature, budgets were important. Yeah. With my planning background, my banking background, budgets and growth are things that I have a, a, a good understanding of. And that's allowed us to, you know, I'll say maintain Rich's cheering and Joan's thoughtful, visionary leadership and you know, keep it moving. You mentioned uh, you were appointed to the City Planning Commission back in 1991. If I had told you, Mayor, uh, that you would go on to be elected to the City Council and then be elected mayor five times, what would a young Mike Baim have, have thought at that time? Probably you were crazy. <laughs> just just was not on my radar at all. Yeah. But just being, you know, I pride myself in being prepared do your homework and advance the meetings, network and listen, make sure you listen to everything from three sets. You know, when I first got on the planning commission, staff would present their packet. I would read that to prepare for the meeting. And I basically had my mind made up in the early years because, of course, that was the right answer mm-hmm. until you got to the meeting. And the applicant had a different perspective. And then you brought the citizen input. You learned real quick it's important to view all sides of an issue in a topic before coming to a conclusion and keeping an open mind. And I think that's kind of one of my hallmarks is to just represent everybody and listen. That's neat. So when you became mayor for the first time in 2003, when you were appointed to the job, did the role feel right somehow? Did the job of mayor just sort of suit you somehow? And you began to think that maybe you might have a long run there? Uh, Not really. Mm -hmm. Uh, To be honest, I was terrified of public speaking. I had gotten through four and a half years of planning commission by asking a lot of questions uh, was getting better at taking those questions and formulating an opinion and a statement at the end, but right. not always. Uh, almost eight years on the council, you had to step that game up a little bit. But at, you know, appointed in January, gave my first state of the state or state of the city address in February. So I had about five weeks to prepare wow. to do a public speech for 20, 25 minutes in front of a crowd of 300 people. That first speech I held onto that podium for dear life. It's kind of like, okay, I read the first page. How do you turn the page? <laughs> and you had to let go to turn the page. And, and you know, I was, I was blushing and, and red-faced the whole time. My knees were knocking. I walked off the stage just almost in pain from the stress level. But by, you know, a lot of support from the, the chamber and the folks in the room afterwards that you survived once. You learned you can do it again. By the third year, I was worried I wasn't worried. Repetition so you, sort of helps, you, doesn't you, it? You grow and understand that if, if you make a mistake, uh, laugh at yourself and the residents and the and the audience will laugh with you and, yeah. and just keep going. A lot of times they don't know if you made a mistake or not. So right. unfortunately I do. And right. y- you correct yourself. Yeah. Do you recall what your goals were when you became mayor for the first time? And what were you, what was important to you then? I, I, th- I think uh, culture, uh, leadership, uh, 
I don't want to say this. Lynette's is pretty unique. We, we use the term a lot of times, the Lynette's away. Uh, probably use it too often, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And, and that just means thoughtful, thoughtful discussion, polite discussion. We are very uh, civil to each other as a, as a governing body. Uh, you watch some meetings, not at Lenoxa, but you watch some meetings, and if the governing body's not getting along and they're acting like three-year-olds, your audience is going to act like three-year-olds. You'll lose control of the meeting. Right. While we have fun in their lighthearted meetings, we all like each other. We like our staff. They respect us. Why has Lenoxa been able to get through this, you know, very rigorous, partisan, political time sure. relatively unscathed? What, what What's behind that? People will tell me now, especially as I'm leaving, that my leadership has done that. I, well, I, don't, want, I, I don't want to take credit for that. Sure. We, but we do a, a fabulous orientation process for new new elected officials and new department heads, new volunteers on our boards that, you know, I'll say Lenexaizes or hazes them into our culture. Um, we've got a great thing going. Our surveys from our citizens tell us that, and it's easy to buy in. Over the years, we've had the naysayer elected from time to time or participate, but once they go through the orientation and once they realize we don't need the Antichrist up there throwing the balls, because once they understand how good things really are and how we process things, right, right. Uh, they buy in for the most part. And, and that's been a, a blessing that we have had, and we're inclusive. We want to hear all, all ideas and all a diverse opinion on things that— I tell residents all the time when they come to uh, oppose something, their participation is important. They mm-hmm. are making the end product better. We can accept what the developer brings in. We have high standards. Citizen participation though allows us to squeeze a little bit more out of the developer from a quality perspective or design perspective. They don't always get what they want, but they're certainly important to the process. So, Mike, as you look back over the past couple of decades then, was the biggest undertaking the city center project or what was the big the, the biggest thing you've done? Well, that's certainly the biggest um, development thing and, and what people notice for now. Explain what to people oh, what oh, we're talking about sure. here. So uh, city Center uh, actually came out of that Vision 2020 process. The citizens at the time wanted a, we'll, we'll call it a new downtown. That's not the actual terms that were used. Old Talonetsa has its own charm. There's eight buildings down there, and to have done something like we're seeing in Shawnee and Overland Park and Olathe right now with the revitalization of existing, with a railroad track and a street on one side and houses right behind the strip, right. we'd essentially had to blow down Old Town and start from scratch, and nobody wanted to do that. But for a thriving uh, suburban area, we needed something a little bit larger and um, a little more modern. So we picked it up. The visioning process said it should be in the center of the city, somewhere out in the 435 corridor, 95th Street, 87th Street. And we went about, at that time, purchasing some ground. We assembled five properties quietly uh, through a owner's representative and thought, well, okay, we've assembled the ground. Let's start this process. We'll get a developer and off we'll go. Well, the option got renewed three or four times before we purchased it. It took We had a false start with an initial developer. In a retro respect, that really was a good thing for us. That area wasn't ripe for the development we wanted. Mm-hmm. So we spent several years saying no, uh, not yet. We had an opportunity during the Great Recession to default back to traditional suburban strip mall, uh, lots of drive-through things. Yeah. That wasn't part of the vision. And we had support of the community because it came from the community. And we held fast in the leadership positions to know something can be here. And ultimately, when we made the 
things happened. Lifetime Fitness came in an apartment complex. I was going to say, what, what you ended up doing was something pretty remarkable. You, you know, new city hall, new rec center, this public market. Right. And has it turned out to be the success that you hoped it would be? I think it's uh, turned out better than anyone could have imagined, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. It, wh- why? You know, something I see every day that was not even thought of during the process is it's re- it has really become, we, we hoped for a gathering place, but the diversity we see in the public market and the library and the rec center of, of not just Lenexans, but the region over in that area, um, the, diver- the, the food court has, ever, you know, multiple ethnic yeah. flavors, shall mm-hmm. we say, and it draws people from that area or that ethnicity so to speak but it brings in all the rest of us too and mm-hmm. common tables and sharing sharing food and sharing tables the, the world eats in piazzas and little cafes and existed you know americans tend to drive through and go home or set their own little enclave and talk to ourselves but the public market has really engaged the public so it's really changed lenex in some, I, I some positive it, ways I think it has in a very positive way the buildings are great the employment's great the resident growth is great but I mean, Friday night concerts will have two thousand people out there. No kidding. That used to would have gone somewhere else to do something. Hey, how big of a risk was it to undertake what you undertook? Because this, again, for listeners who aren't familiar with it, this is a large undertaking. What was the bottom, the bottom line cost of all this? Oh Lord, we had seventy-five million dollars in infrastructure with Rare Boulevard and Eighty-Seventh Street. Yeah. Well, we decided to move the public buildings, the city hall. The parking deck and the rec center are about another $70 million. The library and the school and the aquatic center came along with us. We gave away about a million dollars worth of ground to each of those to get them to locate there with us. And, and for a city of 60,000 people, 50,000 people at the time maybe, that's a big roll of the dice, Mike. Those are big numbers. We always knew, though, that when we initially bought the ground, it's 87th and 435 the ground was only going to go up in value. Mm-hmm. So that risk was somewhat minimal in the early days. We needed a new city hall. We needed a recreation center. Uh, we were going to do those somewhere anyway. But to concentrate those assets at the corner, you know, you can go to the library, go work out, go get your cup of coffee or your, your yeah. donut or whatever food you want. Go to the, uh, it's just, it just concentrates things. that, And you run into your neighbors. It's amazing how many interactions or collisions you have. Of, of people and friends and cultures and new friends by being right there in one spot. You know, why was it important for Lenexa mayor to have those things? Because arguably, Overland Park, which, you know, surrounds you, has those things as well. Why did Lenexa need them too? Well, of course, we need our own city hall. The recreation center, uh, Matt Matt, what is it, Matt Ross? Matt Ross, Center. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a ways over there. I mean, Lenexa is built like Tennessee. We're you know, 12 miles east to west. So the mm-hmm. folks living out west at day 7 to drive into the community center in, in Overland Park, Rolaitha, that's not their neighborhood deal. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've paid for the infrastructure with tax dollars. The operations of the recreation center, we, quote, unquote, make money. Our goal is it to be to make money. We don't want to lose money or subsidize it. And the profit that we get from the operations is set aside to keep the equipment updated and refresh the property. So it's not being – it's not a revenue source for the general fund. It, it and is, it is holding its own financially? Absolutely. I mean, we yeah. have over 10,000 members now. We are back up to pre-pandemic letter, levels. Wow. And, you know, there's there's a fitness center right down the street that has its 50,000 swipes a day. There's a little bit of competition, but if you go sit outside the front door and look at who comes in and out of our rec center compared to who goes out, in and out of the, the professional private industry, um, they look different. We are a family-oriented Interesting. Uh, community yeah. space. We'll be right back. 
Mayor Mike Bame is my guest. Uh, he's been the mayor of Lenexa for a couple of decades here. We're talking about uh, his upcoming retirement. When do you retire exactly? December 5th. They will swear in. We will swear in the new mayor. And when that swearing ceremony is complete, I'm, I'm out the door. Why did Lenexa come to be in the first place? What's the history there? You know? Oh, goodness. Yeah. Uh, it dates back to, I mean, Octave Chanute, planted a small town with for the Bradshaw family. Uh, largely a railroad stop for uh, farmers and spinach to be shipped off to the tanneries. Wow. So we had good dirt. Uh, grew, <laughs> grew spinach and it got shipped off to the tanneries in Chicago. And uh, and then over time, you know, we were, we were dubbed the, you know, Lodetsa Meads uh, yeah. Industrial Park or Business Park and Distribution. Well, and, and we have thrived on that. Why That's didn't Lenexa just sort of wind up folding itself into Overland Park at some point? Well... Our history is a lot deeper than Overland Park. Mm. Overland Park's celebrated, what, 50 years as a city? Okay. Uh, a few years ago, and we're 100, gosh, 130 now. Wow. So the, and you're so much older, why? Just just that the, the, the railroad the stop? Ra- the railroad track was yeah. probably one of the main reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, communities formed along the transportation then and today is, is very important. And yeah. it's, it's still very important to Lonetsa's success with the, the interstates and the federal highways yeah. crisscrossing through our community. Yeah, let me ask you something from a broader metropolitan perspective, Mayor. I mean, there's been a lot of talk over the years about whether the Kansas side of the state line is pulling its weight in the Kansas City area. You know, when it comes to the funding for the ballparks and the football stadiums and uh, the Nelson Atkins and the zoo and all these different things. You know, does Johnson County need to do more when it comes to pitching in financially to make the entire metropolitan area go? Well, I think that's changed over the years. And it's not just Johnson County, but the Speedway and the soccer complex sure. in Wyandotte County. That's true. The yeah. Nerman Museum, uh, Prairie Fire Museum, yeah. the, the Johnson County Museum. It's begun to balance out a little Johnson bit. Johnson County Community College and Yardley Hall. Mm-hmm. We have those public amenities now that are kind of counterbalancing Royals and Chiefs. We're all super excited about the Chiefs Super Bowl, uh, but that balance has changed. And remember, there's an earnings tax that goes into Kansas City, Missouri every every day, every year mm-hmm. from from Kansas residents in Missouri. So we're shouldering part of that budget through those earning taxes. The Missouri residents coming into Kansas don't have that same so your conscience isn't bothering you when it comes to is Kansas pulling its weight here? You think you think it is? Absolutely. We yeah. Are. Yeah. And, and we're and we're carrying hundred hundred plus counties in the state of Kansas mm-hmm. in many ways with our success up here in the Kansas City area. Right, right. We don't we we I mean I look at everything through the lens of I'm Lynette's by elected by Lynettsons, what's right for Lynetza? We're members of Johnson County, what's right for Lynetza and Johnson County? Third is Kansas. Mm-hmm. Our tax dollars have to support a state and the things going on in Kansas. Fourth is Kansas City, Missouri, metro area. Not Kansas City, Missouri, but metro area. If we can accomplish one, two, and three and not be harmful to four, right? that's a goal. There are going to be times, though, where we have to do what's right for us, as Mayor Q has to do for him, his people on Kansas City, Missouri side. You know, I wanted to ask you about one of your accomplishments, too. During your tenure, early on, I think, during your time as mayor, Mize Lake, the recreation there uh, area there opened up. This was back in 2004. Remind our non-Lenexa residents listening right now, Mayor, what is Mize Lake? Well, actually, I think you might be referring to Lake Lenexa as opposed to Mize. It's, okay. it's the larger of the two bodies. Uh, again, goes back to the 1996-1997 visioning process. Um, one of the planks that came out of there was we have to address stormwater. We need more recreational opportunities. We developed a plan. We 
dubbed rain to recreation. It was about uh, improving water quality running off into the streams. It was about flood control and a recreation component. We start, one of the things I was probably most proud of is when we started that program, there wasn't much west of 435 yet. Mm-hmm. So we had a blank canvas to work with on, on all those things. Um, we went out to the voters initially and did a five-year sales tax to up, low, up front some of that. Lake Lanetza is a regional detention facility from a technical professional perspective from our residents. It's an amenity, yeah. uh, fishing, boating. It's, it's a, a lake. Great, it's a lake and in yeah. a park. Uh, Mize was the same thing, just on a smaller scale, based on the watershed. Mm-hmm. But the voters, I believe the first election, they trusted us. We got 68% positive vote on a sales tax for a plan that they hadn't seen anything. It got renewed five years later with over 70%, 74%, if I remember correctly, to do the right things. That tax expired after the 10 years. We established a, a stormwater utility. There's an EDU charge on a house or a, or a business that sustains that right now. Yeah. We don't have much flooding. Uh, we have great recreation now. And we've used that to educate folks about water quality. So, I mean, it, it, it came back, you know, it came out of a visioning process that we've, we've, we've implemented. The voters trusted us to do the right things on a tax. They trust us to, to make things happen, and, and we're, we hold true to that. So, Mayor, as you look at the end of your time uh, coming up here at the end of the year, what are your hopes for the city going forward? Where, where, do, you, where do you want to see Lenexa 10, 15 years from now? I just think continuing where we've been. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, we have a great culture. We have, right. The governing body, as I mentioned, gets along with each other. Uh, we're, there's civil discourse, but the discourse is pretty light even at that point. We're pretty unified. We get along with our department heads and our staff. Uh, and that goes down to, you know, the, the all the way down the flowchart of employees. Yeah. They trust us. We, frankly, trust them to be innovative. We set policy. We stay out of day-to-day. City manager does that. And the innovation that comes out of our staff is incredible hmm. because they're allowed to think and do the right thing. And we do the right things for the right reasons. That's the culture we have created. I hope that's what we continue into the future. Well, that's Lenexa Mayor Mike Bame uh, stepping down at the end of this year after a couple of decades, more than a couple of decades, as mayor of Lenexa. Mayor, thanks so much for your time. Thank Congratulations you, on, again on the upcoming retirement and appreciate your time very much. Thanks for having me. You bet. Up to Date is produced by Zach Wilson, Reginald David, Elizabeth Ruiz, Zach Perez, and Hannah Cole. Our intern is Claudia Brancart. Our announcer and engineer is Paul Nakatura. Our theme music is composed and performed by the great Bobby Watson. I'm Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening.